Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. about Waco. This week, we're with Wild Imaginings, and we're going to be talking about the plays and upcoming events that they will be having. They're even going to be doing some upcoming classes. So, in the studio today, I have... Trent. And what do you do, Trent? Yeah, so I am the artistic director and founder of Wild Imaginings Waco. We're a performing arts nonprofit that just started at the beginning of this year. And we're excited about the work that we've been able to do in the city even so far. That's super awesome. And are you a Waco native or what brought you to Waco? So I've been in Waco for eight years now. I originally came to attend Baylor University for my undergrad, stayed for my master's and have never left. Probably won't. (laughs) That's super awesome. And I know you guys do a lot with theater and arts. And what is y'all's mission statement and what do you guys do? Yeah, so our our mission is that we are an organization where creativity reigns. So there are five different pieces to that mission, all of which seek to serve the community and the artists that live here, give a voice to the people that are often underrepresented, and tell stories that need to be told. That's super awesome. And how do you think that this has impacted the community? So we started at the beginning of this year. Um, Before the pandemic hit, we were able to have a couple of staged readings that dealt with particular issues. So in February, we staged an event that dealt with racism in the workplace, had incredible discussion afterward. That's one of the things that we're really passionate about is the way in which art can create conversation. Um, and then in March, we, ta- we did something that involved motherhood in the workplace. So the way in which um, women are expected to simultaneously be at work and at home and the burden that that places on them. Um, and we're able to really have some incredible conversation between mothers and daughters um, about that. We had a high school student who was in the show and her getting to hear the feedback from her family afterward and the audience being able to be kind of a part of that special moment was really incredible. That is amazing. And what's your background in arts and um, the theater community? So I have been in Waco, like I said, for eight years. I started out um, working with Mission Waco at their Jubilee Theater. So I started out just volunteering, teaching children's and youth classes, and after a couple years of doing that, Jimmy Doral, who was the director at Mission Waco at the time, asked me to take the theater over. And so I ran that for two and a half years um, before branching out and working with some people who were encouraging me to do 
something just a little bit different than what that looked like. And so out of that desire to see creatives served more specifically, Wild Imaginings was then born. Yeah, and um, what actually like got you started in, in getting into the arts and getting into the community? When I was in high school, theater became a place where I could be myself. I am naturally pretty soft-spoken, shy. Um, Social situations make me incredibly uncomfortable. (laughs) I completely understand that. And so being on stage or being behind a microphone became my comfort space. That is where I could be myself unashamedly, where I could explore different parts of myself. And I saw my friends and other people that I knew begin to feel that same way. And seeing people find their space became something that I was really passionate about. And so in high school, I was able to start um, competitive theater programming at our school and kind of got into directing and coaching and teaching through that. And then from there came to Waco and kept working with my high school, started working with Mission Waco, and it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, and I know you guys did, um, I believe it was a Midsummer's Night, is that correct? We did. And you guys did that at Common Grounds. It was so much fun. We started a Summer Shakespeare series, so our goal is for it to be an annual event here in Waco, performing a full-length Shakespearean production that's updated a little bit. I think people have this vision of Shakespeare as being something that is stuffy or old or at the very least hard to understand. And doing an updated production, something that brings it into present day, allows it to be something that people can connect with and understand the ways that stories centuries old continue to shape our culture. Yeah, and I saw that it was very diverse cast. I saw that you guys wore like modern day clothing. Um, Have you guys considered doing more costume or more um, theatrical-esque productions? Yeah, so... COVID makes that pretty difficult. One of the struggles of theater specifically is that it's really hard to produce a show without that human connection. And not even speaking of audience, but actor to actor. Mm -hmm. So being able to do shows that are safe for actors presents a real challenge. Moving forward, we certainly want to move back into that. Um, But for right now, we're really exploring what it looks like to serve Waco in a virtual way um, in an artistic setting. Yeah, and that perfectly segues into tell me about more of your virtual classes and some of the other offerings that you guys have. Yeah, so right now, the things that we have going on are after-school programming for kids. We have a creative writing class on Tuesdays um, that is actually working on, over the course of the school year, producing full-length works of their own creation. I have students right now, one of whom is working on a play, several of whom are working on novels, Um, and it it is so exciting to see these young minds come up with high level concepts and characters and things that they're excited about and passionate about. And then on Thursdays we're doing an acting class, um, and the goal there is to actually do a show with these kids over Zoom, which is an interesting adventure into <laughs> itself. But um, those those classes have been really exciting and life-giving for me as an artist, being able to see that there are ways in which we can do this still. Yeah, um, and what are the age ranges for those kids? So we have middle school and high school right now. Um, The acting class particularly could probably go younger as well. 
Um, but the creative writing is a, that's about the right age range, is middle school, high school, to be able to tag along with something of that length. Yeah, and what's a way for people to get involved in this and people to sign up? Yeah, so our social media has great um, information for everyone. We update it pretty regularly, and from there, there are links to register for those classes. And that's how I got in contact with you, and we replied back very fast, so I really appreciate that. So definitely a way to contact you guys. Absolutely. And I know you've already touched on this a little bit, but what are some of your plans for the future, Um, especially, you know, with everything going on right now? So right now, our biggest project, actually, is our Epiphany's New Works Festival. That's something that we started back in the spring before all of this happened, and we, but we've managed to adjust and continue to push forward with it. So what that is, is a festival celebrating the original works of Texas playwrights. So back in the spring, we accepted submissions from playwrights um, for plays that they had yet to publish and yet to produce. And from those submissions, we chose eight of our favorite plays and did table readings with them. And so that translated really well over Zoom. The playwrights were able to see their words breathed into life by actors, which is a huge deal. Um, and from there, we gave them feedback. They were able to communicate with the actors and hear about how the play translated to people actually working with it instead of just them writing it in their own heads. And then they were able to revise their work based on that feedback. And then we chose the top four of those eight to now be a part of a staged reading festival that's taking place in October. And so it's all taking place virtually. We've actually just finished casting the plays and rehearsals are underway. They're going to perform over Zoom and those performances are going to be recorded and then streamed the weekend of the festival. That's going to be amazing. And I know right now you guys are doing the Meet the Playwright on your social media. Tell me more about that. We are. So we have four incredible playwrights, um, incredibly diverse, writing about incredibly diverse things. It's It's been stunning to witness these people come together and produce incredible work. We have two playwrights from here in Waco, actually, and then one from Dallas and one from Austin. Um, and they are so interesting some from such diverse backgrounds. One of them just started writing at all a year ago and has already written her second play and is part of the festival. We have someone else who's getting her master's in playwriting at UT. So, I mean, the, the scope of talent and skill level and experience is truly tremendous, and it's really exciting to see them all put their plays in the same place. I know, and that sounds amazing, especially since you've been able to fill a, a specific niche market here in Waco. And how do you think that's affected um, not only the playwrights, but also the actors and people that are wanting to be involved in this and wanting to participate? There is a desire artistically to see new things come to life. Um, there's nothing quite like what we've created with the Epiphany's New Works Festival. There are places in Austin and in Dallas that accept submissions of new works from time to time, but not at the scale which we've developed here, where it's really taking playwrights through a process where they not only submit their work, but are able to hone their work and perfect their craft and see something develop. So we really wanted it to be a professional development experience for playwrights, and the actors being able to take part in that um, has been really tremendous. They're so excited about it. They get to see what it looks like 
for the plays that they've performed for so long to get to the point where they're then reading it and performing it on a typical stage. So it really lends a behind-the-scenes perspective to everyone involved as to what it really takes before you ever get it to the point of rehearsing it for an audience, typically speaking. Yeah, and um, that actually goes into my next question. So what I was going to ask is, um, what would you like to see from the Waco community? Like, um, a growth in the arts? Like, what specifically, not necessarily anything that you guys are doing, but what would you like to see from our community? I would love to see Waco continue to expand its artistic offerings in a way that is diverse, in a way that is representative of the people who live here. That's one of the things that we're really passionate about and really excited about. We have um, an African-American playwright whose play represents the LGBTQ community. It's one of the four plays in our set that's being produced at the festival. And it's things like that that make me excited to continue to produce theater here. Stories that I haven't seen told in the eight years that I've lived here, but stories that are the stories of people who live here. And starting to put those pieces together and see people see themselves on stage and in song and in writing, that's, that's what I'd love to see here in Waco. Yeah, and that goes amazing, especially with all the growth that we've been having recently. Um, there's been a boom in the old, in the whole arts community, and I just feel like um, you guys are specifically, again, filling that niche market that we need here in Waco. Um, and um, I just wanted to ask you, so um, what are some of the other things that you guys would like to do, or what are some of the other things that um, you have planned? Yeah, so it... It's a little bit of an interesting question right now because we had a whole season of productions planned mm-hmm. um, and that is simply not going to be what happens this time around. Um, moving forward, what we really want to do is, first of all, we want to continue the work that we've started. The New Works Festival is not something that we plan to be a one-off. It's something that we plan to be a part of our way of life year after year. It's going to be something that is simply a part of the rhythm of the work that we do. Um, the work that we've started with this after-school programming, we talked about offering student programming in the future, and then it fell into our laps now because of the situation at hand. And so that's been a little bit of a welcome surprise, being able to get that started sooner than we'd anticipated. And so we're excited to grow and expand those offerings as we're able to begin meeting in person safely again someday, being able to offer, you've used the word niche several times, being able to offer classes for students that is their niche. So creative writing classes and improv classes, but then also tech classes and makeup and costuming able to offer a place that belongs to people who don't often get something that is their own. Um, So being able to expand those opportunities is something we're excited about doing, and ultimately being able to have a season of productions that is all of the things we've been talking about, something that is representative and starts conversations that people need to have that creates dialogue about important issues that is simply different and creative and that people can come to a show at Wild Imaginings and not know what to expect. That their expectation is it's going to be something different than whatever I've seen before. And that's that's who we hope to be and I think it's who we've managed to be so far and I don't want to lose that as we get bigger 
I want it to remain very individual project to project while retaining the heart of everything that we're doing. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. As a techie myself who was in theater, I did costuming, um, so I completely understand that, and I understand how those kids and the people that are coming up in the arts community can feel that way. Um, And I just really appreciate everything that you guys are doing for our community, especially with our kids and with young people getting involved and getting active. Go ahead and tell me how we can find you, how we can get in contact with you, all your social media handles. Yeah, so it's Wild Imaginings Waco. We're both Facebook and Instagram. Um, as you mentioned before, we tend to be very responsive, so we are always excited to, for people to reach out and connect with us. We strive to be inclusive and generous with our space. We love plugging people in to the work that we're doing, and we're a pretty welcoming crowd. We're kind of just a big group of friends doing beautiful arts things. It's kind of our thing. So those are our social media handles. I'm always very reachable at my email address, which is just trent at wildimaginingswago.com. So everything's pretty simple. Um, Our website is fairly up to date, but social media and email is the easiest way to get in touch with us. All right. And I know you were talking about diversity and all these awesome people. Do you have any shout outs? Oh, my board, first of all, is incredible. Um, I have a senior at Baylor who's on my board who's walked with me from Jubilee on over to Wild Imaginings. Her name's Kristana Doric. And then Deshauna Holly is one of the key people who encouraged me um, as I was leaving Jubilee to not give up on what I wanted to see happen theatrically in this town. And so she has been phenomenal and continues to be phenomenal. And our newest board member, Rebecca Larson, has proven to be invaluable in the few short months that she's been here as well. I love Rebecca. I, uh, she's a political science teacher at Texas Tech Waco. Um, I love her to death. She's absolutely amazing. I'll shout her out as well. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And, again, I really appreciate you. Was there anyone else you wanted to shout out or anything else you wanted to say? Uh, Well, I'll shout out one more person, actually. Her name is Rosalind Jackson-Rowe, and she has been instrumental in putting together the New Works Festival, actually. She has been phenomenal in putting all the pieces together that I was too busy to do while I was doing Summer Shakespeare and putting these classes on. So she has really been the one that has kept this thing moving forward. And then actually, let's thank Creative Waco for giving us the grant that makes it possible to do this project at the level that we wanted to. Of course, shout out to Fiona Bond. Absolutely. She's absolutely amazing. Okay, well again, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you talking about all the things that are going to happen. It sounds like we have some exciting events on the horizon. And um, if you guys want to get creative, reach out to them. Please do. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, and that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.